0: Hey guys, it's Brad with College Sports Cast, and we are presented by The Fanboys. We got the Fanboys, sponsored
1: by the Fanboys, in here in about 10 seconds. Brad will be uh, coming in in a second. I can do a countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. <laughs>
0: you, you cracking me up over here <laughs> All right, it's Brad with college sports cast. I could tell he was counting down so he was cracking me up <laughs> I can't hear nothing because it cuts me out but <coughs> I could tell that he was uh counting down yeah so welcome into college sports cast. I have my man Jason Harrison with me tonight. what's up Jason? What's up, Brad? What's up, Brad? How's your week been, man? What's the brutal?
1: Today, <laughs> today Thursday. I'll say today took not No, today, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. That's how my week is going. Yeah. That's how yeah. My week is. I'm thinking it's Thursday. Like, man, no,
0: like, man, not quite. Not yet, man.
1: Yeah, just you know, had a long weekend and starting the week off. And, hey, get trying to get to it, trying to get to it, trying to get to it.
0: Well, Matt, welcome in, guys, to College Sportscast. Uh, like I said, i got my man Jason Harrison with me tonight. We're going to be doing our news and hot topics and, uh, show. Might throw in a segment, but we're going to cover some stuff all about college sports. Probably start with some football stuff and kind of go uh, through some of that. First, I want to uh, put this up on the screen, and we're going to talk about our true victory. So let me get this up on the screen there for you guys. True Victory is a veteran-owned sportswear company that we are now a brand ambassador for. And we're proud to be a brand ambassador, ambassador for a veteran-owned sportswear company. They have some really awesome gear and really awesome stuff. Um, check them out. To the right of the screen, there is a QR code. You can scan that code. It'll take you straight to the shop. Online shop, there is men's and women's and accessories. You can even buy a digital gift card. So if you're needing a gift for somebody, you can buy a 10, a 25, a 50, or a hundred dollar digital gift card. Easy to pick up. It's digital. You can send it anywhere immediately. And, you know, need to have that special gift or something you got a birthday coming up or you know with mother's day was just a few days ago father's day is a few weeks away it'd be a good thing to get um and your dad could like pick out anything he wants so uh, that that would be a cool gift use our code to fanboys for a 15 percent discount after you scan the code and go through the picking out what you want and you get through the checkout make sure to put Put into fanboys as a promo code. There, I'm gonna leave up on the screen for a little while. Mm-hmm. So anybody who wants to uh, check that out while Jason and I kind of go through and talk the show, make sure you go and check out True Victory. They have a Stars and Stripe collection. They have um, True uh, a Victorious collection. They have there's brand ambassadors Paul Skeens, the LSU pitcher who um, is the top dog pitching in college sports right now is a brand ambassador for um, True Victory. So, like I said, check them out. Check make them sure out. you use make sure you use our code to fanboys. All right, Jason, we're going to start the show off with talking about some top quarterback battles.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Let's talk about it. Yeah, we're, we're going to start the show off with uh, um, talking about some college football for the upcoming season mm-hmm. for 2023. Okay. You know, there are quite a few top teams who um, lost their quarterbacks. You know, Alabama – lost their quarterback. Ohio State, lost their quarterback. Georgia, lost their quarterback. Um, So, you know, there's a whole lot of top teams who normally, um, you don't see quite as many top five, top six, top eight teams that are um, going through a quarterback battle after spring practice and stuff like that. So, Trying to find where my article was because I had an article that I was going to talk about. There it is. Just trying to get it to pull it up real quick while we do this. Mm-hmm. All right. So Alabama had their spring practice and they had Jalen Milroe and Ty Simpson. And I don't think Saban was too happy with that because. Right after spring practice, they went out and got um, transfer from Notre Dame, who <laughs> was the Notre Dame quarterback last year. Uh-huh. And the, and the real interesting tie to that is is they they brought in Tommy Reese.
1: That's what I was figuring. They brought in it was, and his an OC was it OC the, code? the OC or quarterback's coach. The OC. OC is what I thought.
0: Yeah, they brought in Tommy Reese. Nick staven brought in Tommy Reese mm-hmm. as the OC from Notre Dame. And now they went out and got the Notre Dame quarterback after spring practice, Mm. Tyler. And I don't know if it's Buckner or it's B U C H not say, not N E R. So I can't remember how to pronounce his last name. I'm terrible pronouncing names anyway, but, uh, So, they they went out and they brought him in. And so, ESPN's got a thing up right now, and they're saying the week one favorite is going to be Tyler from the transfer from Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Over Jalen Millereau and Ty Simpson. And, you know, I had been hearing all along, we've had a guest or two on, and that, uh, you know, a, a lot of the Alabama people were pretty high on Ty Simpson. So... You know, um it's pretty telling that Saban something was off because Saban, Saban wouldn't have went out and got you know the Notre Dame quarterback, I don't think.
1: Um right. I mean we are in a, a day and age uh with the, the flip flops, the undecided uh then I'm uncommitting. Uh, and I know you hadn't touched on it just as probably was next, you know, uh, the uh, number no one quarterback switched from a school to a Georgia. I mean, so it's, 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 it's a very interesting day and age in which everybody is very undecided. And a coach like Nick Saban, I know that's driving him crazy, you know, because he normally has one or two guys that plan the battle out, but he always has his guy. But I also think, you know, he's been spoiled the last couple years because he's had really, really good quarterbacks that stay, you know, two or three years, you know, based on if they were red-shirted or not. Uh, So, you think about it. The last three quarterbacks, if I'm not mistaken, Jalen Hurts.
0: Four now.
1: I mean, yep. You got Mac Jones. Yeah. uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. uh, And two. And
0: and, and two, yeah.
1: Yeah, and Bryce, and so you yeah. got he, four now.
0: He, yeah, you
1: have four guys that you knew that you can count on for at least two to three years, and, right? You know, going in the spring, uh, the spring game, I guess he felt a certain way and he said, Hey, we might need to bring a veteran in because that's the name of the game right now, Brad. It, it's, it's not what can you do, it's how much can you give, and you know, can I get some experience? And, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm just saying, so you know, the the ones that I'm gonna bring up here, the Florida Gators are the next one that I'm gonna bring up. So Florida went out before the spring and, and brought in Graham Mertz mm-hmm. um from Wisconsin. He's a he's a transfer as well. Um but he went through spring and he was fairly mediocre from everything that I have heard and their spring game was very uninspiring as far as offense. I think they had seven points <laughs> um, and was very uninspiring as far as offense in their spring game. Now they have Jack Miller the third um, on on there that is battling as well. But ESPN here is still picking Graham Mertz to be the week one starter. Wow. Um, So that's pretty telling for Florida, if you ask me. Um, Well,
1: I mean, you got to think. Florida has had the ability to have um, a a phenom as a quarterback for the last two years. And who end up being, you know – and I don't think we had a chance to talk about it. I, I know I hadn't had a chance to talk with your guys about the draft and what ended up happening because we – I think uh, John said it too that you didn't want to be that fourth quarterback needing to be picked. And when, you know, uh, the kid ended up going to uh, the Colts, that made Florida like, hey, hold on, what is Florida down there doing? And so the name of the game in any sport, you have to have a leader, an extension – you know I'm a basketball guy. You got to have a point guard. Football, you got to have that quarterback. You got to yeah. have that, man. You got to. If you don't have that man, it's hard to play quarterback from 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 the sideline. It's hard to, you know, and it's even hard for me to play point guard as a coach sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's. I can just imagine what these old season head coaches go uh, go through and making sure they have their guy.
0: I mean, it's a tough situation. Um, you know, it's a second-year coach down there at Florida, and, they, you know, they're losing Anthony Richardson to the NFL. You know, he he was a redshirt sophomore, so he really only played two years. Right. Uh, you know, he really right. only played two years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they're coming out, you you hope that you'll get three years out of them. But he redshirted his first, his first year. And you know, so you know, you only you really only got him for two years. I'm telling you that he,
1: he, he was physically there for three years,
0: right? Right, I mean, but but he wrestling. only got to play two of those three years. I think he heard um,
1: something, I think he heard something good from from a couple of scouts saying that hey, you might want to yeah. try. You know, so,
0: yeah, so you know, they bring in Graham Mertz. He was a starter at Wisconsin, but Wisconsin doesn't run the same type of offense that Florida would normally run. You know, so um, I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve there, but they are still saying that Graham Mertz will probably be the Florida starter. The next one is the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, they lose Stetson Bennett, who's a two-time national champion, you know, um, and was drafted by the L.A. Rams in the fourth round as well. I mean, sure. you know, so, I mean, you know, he, he, he's been a fantastic quarterback. They have two guys that are kind of fighting it out. Carson Beck and Brock Vandergriff are the two guys that are fighting it out from everybody that I know and everybody that I have talked to. And I have had a few guests on that that know a little bit of stuff about this. Everybody tells me that it's Carson Beck's job. And that he's gonna be that he's gonna be the next starting quarterback for Georgia. Hey. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean that's what everybody tells me. I and mean, I've had a few guests on. So
1: well, like I say, that that right there in itself, he he's coming, he's coming in with a lot of pressure. I can't say that. You know, replacing a two. Man, can you imagine coming in? And I know. Ever, that, that's man. I'm this. This high equivalent.
0: I mean, he's he's still going to be getting get, getting to throw to Brock Bowers, which is by far the best tight end in the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's going to be a big bonus. And Brock Bowers is a good enough tight end that he can actually go out wide and he can run rights run routes out right at wide. He can run routes inside. You know, he can block. I mean, Brock. Brock Bowers is the best tight end in the game, um, and this will be his last year at Georgia, too. This is number three for him. So,
1: And, and also, you can't fail to mention, he will have some type of athletes. Thrown. Oh, yeah. So He will be throwing to some, some athletes. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, outside. I'm pretty
0: sure Georgia the last three years has got the most NFL draft draftees. I'm pretty sure.
1: On the defensive side of the ball, most of <laughs> that, them. That first A lot year, of them. they said that first year, the first year they won the now championship, everybody on that defense,
0: yeah, yeah, they Oh know, yeah, so that, the that, Philadelphia that, Eagles have most of them. <laughs> But we won't get to that. But anyway, I'm just telling you, <laughs> I ain't nothing
1: wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's like it's like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick was driving. I'm telling matter. you Battle right now, it's the, the
0: Philadelphia game. Bulldogs.
1: You're right. You're right. <laughs> and why, hey, think about it: defense wins. So
0: I know they're going to be. So they're going to be. They got Jalen Hurts at quarterback, and they have one of the toughest defenses in the country. I mean, yeah. they're going to be nasty for the next five, six years.
1: Yeah, it's – it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, and so they did the right you thing. Just,
0: you just watch them telling you, Philadelphia Eagles are going to be nasty for the next Man, five, six be years.
1: They're going to they be flying. Man, they deep. <laughs> I know we got out – I'll talk about just a little bit, but you sign your quarterback. You already have your playmakers out there. <clears> you sure up the offensive line and probably free agency, but you draft from Georgia.
0: I'm telling you, man, they, they're killing it, man. I'm just, miss, I just—I just want to throw CrossFit. that out there. But yeah, I'm going to get back on topic here real quick. But So, uh, Ohio State Buckeyes is the next team. Of course, you know, drafted number two. They lose C.J. Stroud. Um, he has been a, I want to say, a three-year starter. Wasn't Stroud, wasn't Stroud a three-year starter there? I'm not sure. I know he started two. I, I want to say he started three. Let me, let, me, let me try to pull it over right quick. So they have two guys that are contending for that job. Kyle McCord and Devin Brown are the two that are uh, kind of battling it out for that job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, ESPN, their week one favorite is Kyle McCord.
1: Mm. Well, you never know until you know. You never know. You never know until you know. You, you can pencil something in. But nowadays, you got to have a great bag of. Them because you do. does, yeah, you gotta have a you gotta have a great I just
0: I find this interesting though because these are like top notch teams that will uh, some of these teams were, are going to be picked in the top 6 or 8 teams in the country. You know, you got Ohio State, you got Georgia, you got Alabama, and you got and these teams are going to be starting with brand new quarterbacks. And I mean, sometimes sometimes it doesn't all pan out the way that you think it will, you know? I, I mean, think Alabama. Who, who was the quarterback that came in for for
1: for uh, Bryce this year? I know he played against Arkansas. He was a kind of like it a, was probably
0: Ty Ty Simpson.
1: Yeah, it was a well, whoever it was, he was a, he was a Michael Vick. He did
0: because he. Oh well, now who was that? Remember that? Might, that might have been Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow is the dual threat guy. The dual threat. Yep,
1: he He was a dual threat
0: guy. It, that might have been Jalen Milrow that started then, because Ty was a freshman, I think, and I, I'm not. I think they were trying to redshirt him last year. Uh-huh. I don't think he played much last year. I think. Um, so I believe I believe it was Jalen Milrow, which is the uh, dual threat guy. But Ty is a drop back pro style quarterback.
1: I guess. I guess. What. Yeah. In the SEC, you, you, you have to be mobile. You yeah. have to have some mobility now because, hey, it is the. Mini oh, they're, they're NFL. coming after <laughs> you. It is, the, it is the mini NFL now.
0: Yeah, they're, they're coming after you. All right. So, another team on this list is Ole Miss Rebels. Um, they've been in the top, and and, and you're an Ole Miss alum. So, you got yeah. Lane Kiffin there. No and no he is brought in. Transfer after transfer after transfer at the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. So he's got Jackson Dart there, who's been at USC. Mm -hmm. He's got Spencer Sanders there, who's been the starter at Oklahoma State for at least two years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he has Walker Howard there, who has started some games at LSU. So, he has three guys that are competing um, and all been starters. And ESPN here is saying that Jackson Dart is probably going to be the week one starter. And I'm telling you right now, Spencer Sanders is a damn good quarterback for the ex-Oklahoma uh, State quarterback.
1: Well, this is what I, I can say. And I'm going to say it for the I know it, it – it, it bodes well in in women's basketball men's basketball right now if you know the recruits we've been getting football old miss is a haven for transfers and there's not many quarterbacks that i know other than the quarterbacks that i was a part of romero Romero, uh quarterback right before eli man uh quarterbacks who actually wanted like hey i want to go to old miss you know, I can't wait to get there. He, like, even red-shirted one year. Yeah. You know, so, and I think Bo Wallace, who came through, guys who wanted to be old Miss quarterback. But now, man, look, you, you have to go and get a guy who has experience because.
0: I'm if, telling you, he's lining them up. Lane Kiffin's yeah. lining up starting quarterbacks, man. Yeah. And I'm like, you can, you only got one. I mean, you can only put one guy out there at a time at least. But you so know, like I got? <clears throat> no. If one quarterback gets touched, yeah, by the
1: right defensive cornerback or uh, defensive lineman or linebacker, man, he can they can, can really disrupt everything. Oh
0: well, he's definitely. I'm gonna tell you right now, out of everybody in the country, I mean, I think, I mean, Ole Miss, they can take an injury or two and they'll probably be fine at at, at the at the quarterback position. I mean, that's that's just the truth.
1: And I, and I think that might be his line of thinking. Yeah. If I have two starters, yeah, I'm good.
0: Oh, they definitely can take an injury or two, maybe two. I mean, honestly, but one for sure, you yeah, know. That, so. that, third,
1: that third one might not stick around, yeah, you know, day and age, But, right, to being able to have two guys who can start, man, listen, I mean, and, and you know, like, like him, and like he, listen, he, he's not afraid to even have packages for a second quarterback.
0: Oh, no, he, so, he will know, probably, you know, he yeah, he, he probably out, will, out, without a doubt. So then you got Tennessee, who's replacing Hendon Hooker, who who was a third round draft pick. This this could have uh, easily you know. been a
1: first round job. Could have yeah. easily well, been a first round Well, he, he
0: probably would have been had he not gotten hurt. Yeah,
1: could have easily That's been.
0: That, that's that's what hurt him. But so yeah. you got the freshman Nico that's coming in. But I think that's going to be Joe Milton's, uh, the Joe Milton the third. It's going to be Joe Milton's job. I'm pretty sure at, at Tennessee so I'm not going to take too much time on that one. I do want to bring up the Texas Longhorns. you got Quinn Ewers, who was the starting quarterback last year and was a five-star kid coming out. He's almost certainly going to be the starter, but there are two five-star kids behind him. One is named Malik Murphy, and the other – is named Arch Manning.
1: I can't say I can speak for Arch Manning.
0: Just so y'all know, <laughs> I, I
1: can speak about Arch Manning. I think that one thing that they did extremely, extremely well was allowed Eli Manning because I've seen it. Eli was in. I I was at school with Eli. They allow Eli to enjoy college before it got serious. You see what right. I'm saying? So, yeah. I think with the same thing, even with Arch. Well, I mean, Arch is yes. a he,
0: – he's a true freshman. He's going to come in.
1: He's got got—he's
0: got a year that he could actually sit out and a not – A lot of
1: hype, a lot of hype, a lot of hype. And not even
0: have to worry about it. And He and can red shirt and still be yes. a freshman next yes, year.
1: Yes, yes. And so, that is the difference between him because they understand, you know, it's a process. And I did say I'm,
0: Arch, didn't I? Yeah, Arch, said did Arch, I say yeah. Eli?
1: You said, Arch, you said Arch. Okay. All it's, right. It's a, it's, it's a process. <laughs> we just know that it, they, they know that it's a process. It's too
0: many of them damn Mannings. <laughs> uh, you
1: know what I'm saying? So they, they, they have a, a blueprint for exactly what's going on. They know exactly what can go on. So I'm not even – I just concerned. wanted to
0: throw that one out there. Quinn Ewers, I'm almost certain, positive – Almost 99.999% sure <laughs> is going to be the starting quarterback for Texas. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. but there's two guys there that are hot off the press as quarterbacks. And like I said, one we've been hearing about since he was what, an eighth grader in high school or something yeah. like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we all know the whole family you know, of quarterbacks Um, and, uh, you know, Archie to Peyton to Eli to Arch's dad, who was a heck of a quarterback in his own right until he got hurt.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: No, 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 no,
1: no. Arch's dad wasn't a quarterback. He was a wide receiver. He was the best athlete in the family. He, he a wasn't nickname. a quarterback. No, he was a wide receiver. He was he was but he got athlete. hurt. He, he hurt his neck. He had a neck yeah. in. He was yeah. He yeah. had the, he had he had Archie's legs. He okay. was an athlete. He was an athlete. So that's why Archie is so much, so much of a good athlete. Because Archie even played uh um all
0: right. Basketball. I stand corrected. That's I was thinking th- th- yeah. I he he got hurt before college stuff, so mm-hmm. I didn't really see him play that much.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he was a hell of a athlete. That's exactly what he was. He was a hell of a athlete.
0: I know an injury took him out. I do know that it was a neck injury or something, wasn't it?
1: It was a neck injury, exactly. exactly. Yeah, but you know, you got two uncles and a granddad that understands. You know the position you're playing. You know that he's in a different. He's in a different situation. He's in a. He's in a great situation because they know. <laughs> hey, take your time.
0: And take- I, I'm pretty sure that they will. Like I said, even if Ewers gets hurt, they have they have Malik Murphy there that is a five star kid who's been there last year. I know he's been there at least one year, maybe two. Um so you know, I, I seriously doubt that Arch Manning will be thrust into playing time. I just don't see that really happening this year at Texas.
1: No, you don't even have to worry about that at all with him.
0: I just kind of wanted to throw his name out since I was talking quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
1: I, but you you do know everybody's watching that situation closely. Everybody's watching that situation.
0: I mean, you know, we, we were talking quarterbacks, and we're college sports cast, and you know, we're trying to get some people t- to pay attention. So Arch Manning moves the needle. Yeah, no, doubt. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> All right. <coughs> the next thing I wanted to talk about is I wanted to kind of go through. I found an article on the top ten wide receivers in college uh, football for next season in 2023, and I kind of wanted to go through this. The first one is a no-brainer. And I don't even think that anybody could question it. The number one wide receiver in all of college football is Marvin Harrison, Jr.
1: Listen, I was just about to say.
0: And I I, I don't see how anybody could question that. I really don't.
1: That's not even a question.
0: So his 2022 stats, he had 77 catches. 1,263 yards, 14 TDs, -hmm. you know, um, and some of of the most beautiful toe-tap catches that you will ever see in college football. I'm talking now in pro football over the years, there's some guys, I mean, you know, Carter – um, and it comes to mind that could do that and toe tap at the, at the you know at the sideline and stuff. There's there's a few guys that I remember that were really good at that. Yep, I'm telling yep. you right now, Marvin Harrison Jr. Go watch some of his catches from last year if you didn't see them. I mean, there are some where it's almost like he's past the sideline. And he takes his foot and reaches back <laughs> and taps that toe in, man. And you're like, how does he do that? It's beautiful. It, it's, it, it, it was it was said that he could be the
1: number one draft pick next year.
0: Oh, I I think he would have been the top wide receiver this year if he was eligible. But he was he, the reason why he wasn't there is he wasn't eligible. Yeah. He'll just be.
1: why yeah. I'm saying next year. He could be the top draft
0: pick. He was just a, a true sophomore, yeah, so he's yeah, not, got another year left.
1: Yeah, not even, not not the top right receiver, the number one pick. That's what they're saying about him. Because hey, I mean, hey, he has good genes for one. That's all I'm right. Saying. So
0: the next one is an Ohio State guy as well. So they have the top two. All right. And I'm gonna butcher his name, Egbuca. Yeah. yeah. I- I'm not sure how you pronounce it. To be honest with you but uh-huh. he's a junior as well and i said that marvin harrison had 77 catches he had 74 yeah
1: yeah and so that's had 10, that's-
0: had 10 tds so I, I mean listen we were talking about the the ohio state qb situation a few minutes ago i mean like I, don't I, care,
1: yeah.
0: I don't care who it is You have the top two guys in the in college football to throw him to to throw it to so well
1: well well and you're absolutely right but if you got a quarterback who can't see or make the precision passes when they're open, it don't matter who he's. It don't matter who you got a quarter. You, you have to have the right guy.
0: You to do to get, to
1: get the ball, but you. The but
0: a two good wide receivers will help you out a little bit.
1: It will, but you have to be accurate. You have to be accurate. You know that. I know
0: you got to put it in the accurate. right spot.
1: Stroud now. Stroud did that quite well.
0: He did. Quite and like quick. I said, I can't remember if Stroud was there two or three years as the starter. I'm, I was thinking three, but I might be wrong on that. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: All right. Number three is Washington Rome. Oduñez. Okay. I'm not sure how to how to pronounce O D U N Z E. Odoons.
1: I'm, I'm gonna let you pronounce. It. I'm not gonna. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. Gonna he's, gonna, try. he's
0: gonna be a senior. He has 75 receptions last year, seven TDs for 1145 yards, um, and <clears throat> he's got Michael Penix Jr. throwing to him. And Michael Penix Jr. Washington's gonna be a a team to watch out there at at uh, in the Pac-12 this year. So I, I want to put that out there. Uh, Dorian Singer is number four. He's actually tied for number four. He's a USC junior. He had 66 receptions, just over 1,000 yards, six receiving touchdowns last year. Then tied for fourth is Xavier Worthy from Texas. Um, He's going to be a junior. He had 60 receptions, uh, (coughs) 760 yards, nine TDs. Number six is Florida State, Johnny Wilson. Um, He's going to be a junior as well. He had 43 receptions, 879 yards, and five TDs last year. (coughs) (coughs) He's transferring from Arizona State, by the way, but he's going to have Jordan Travis. so you know at florida state now so that's and then number seven is malik neighbors from lsu he's going to be a junior he had 72 receptions last year a little bit over a thousand yards and three tds um and he's got Jalen daniels as his qb um Jaylen is one of those dual threat guys at lsu so you know check them out um Number eight, Washington again. The number three and the number eight, Jalen McMillan, he had seventy-nine receptions, almost eleven hundred yards, nine TDs last year. Again, you got Michael Penix Jr. So two of the top eight are from Washington with a good quarterback out there. Like I said, in the Pac-12 next year, watch out for Washington. Um. <clears throat> Number nine is Zachary Franklin. He's a fifth-year senior. He had 93 receptions and 15 touchdowns last year uh, for UTSA.
1: Whoa, he wasn't working.
0: Yeah, yeah. Over 1,100 yards, 1,137 yards, um, and they have him listed as number nine. And then number 10 is a guy from right here near me, Western Kentucky. Malachi Corley is his name. He'll be a junior. He actually had 101 receptions last year. Almost seven yards shy of 1,300 yards and 11 TDs. Western throws the ball. And they throw the ball. And they have for for several, several years, six, seven years now, they put up some offense. So, uh, number 10 is Malachi Corley from Western. And he did not lose his quarterback. Austin Reed put his name in and then returned. So, um, he'll have his quarterback back and and Western will – Put up some numbers. I, I would guarantee you that.
1: <laughs> they pass the ball around like you said. Oh, yeah. They pass the ball around. They pass the ball around.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely. All right. So those are the quarterbacks and the wide receivers that we were going to kind of go through tonight um, and uh, talk, talk a little bit about. I do have a couple of other topics that i want to get to when it comes to uh you know this one could be any sport but college football is what's really Mm. leading leading this um is the pac-12 going to survive i don't know and the reason why i'm the reason why i'm telling you this is they've been trying to uh, negotiate a tv deal for seven eight nine months now they're getting nowhere their contract, their TV contract ends July 1st, 2024. They have mm-hmm. one year left on their TV contract. And mm-hmm. and there's been rumors all week long that ESPN is off the table. They, they, of course, have come out and said that that's not true. But other people have come out and said it is true. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing, so the big... In 2024, when, you know, when Oklahoma and Texas are in the SEC and USC and UCLA is in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. I'm hearing that teams are probably going to get $100 million Whoa. in revenue a piece Whoa. out of the SEC, okay, out of the SEC and Big Ten. Now, I can – but you got to understand what – what, they, what they, I'm hearing, wait a second, uh-huh. from what I'm hearing, the Pac-12 – Is only being able to negotiate somewhere around 30 million for its teams. That is a $70 million loss. I'm telling you, it does not, I'm just telling you, it does not look good for the Pac 12.
1: I will say this. I will say this. They're counting on, you know what I said? They're counting on Dion. You know what I mean? They're Listen. counting on Dion to win because he is the only one in the Pac-12 that
0: has. Well, I mean, you got Lincoln. You got Lincoln Riley out well, there. Well,
1: I, well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, like you said, let me hold myself. But, me hold myself.
0: but he's going to be gone. He'll be in the Big Twelve. That's the reason why. I mean, he'll be in the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, when you when you lose the LA market and lose mm-hmm. Southern Cal and UCLA, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you completely lose the LA market, mm-hmm. nobody's wanting to touch them, man. I'm telling you, they're yeah. just not giving them any money. No, now, money. here's the deal you bring up Dion, and I, I did want to bring up Dion because. And here's the reason why I wanted to bring up Dion. Do you not think that it was a little bit of a strange move for Dion to go out there knowing that the Pac 12 might die?
1: I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that Jackson State, Pac 12. It was a gap. It was a chance for But he
0: was rolling at Jackson State and getting all kinds of press.
1: But, Brad, he was spending his own money.
0: Probably. You're probably right on that.
1: No, 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 no. Not a problem. Okay. He was spending his own money, and they withheld things because they said, if you sold out so many games, I would be able to give you revenue off the door so that you can pay your coach a little bit more because he had brought so many things with him that it was a situation that, you know, he, he, had, he couldn't do any more of a Jackson state. He brought all the notoriety, all sponsors, everybody came in, they were flying. They had suits. They had, they had a, an, an under armor. They had deals on the table, but when you, he went to, you know, Colorado, it gave him a chance not only to bring his son up and play major college football. He had a chance for him to pay his assistant coaches. So it wasn't about what the league was doing. It was about him able being able to pay his assistant coaches what they were, they're worth. You see what I'm saying? So it was a win-win no matter what. Now, you know like I know, if the Pac-12 dies, Colorado would just go to another, you know, another uh, conference, and so no, no, I don't, I don't think that he knew that, but Colorado probably knew that, and they know they. Well, just
0: so out. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's already talk. So this is how close that it's getting with the TV deal and everything, in the last year fixing the approach and everything. So. And I don't know how true this is, but there are rumors that Oregon and Washington already have a deal with the PAC, with, with the Big Ten, and that they're just holding off announcing it. Okay. And what the PAC 12 calls the four corners, and that's the Arizona schools in Colorado and Utah. Okay have been in talks for months, six months or more, with the Big 12 about joining back with the Big 12. So if something is not done soon with some kind of a TV deal, I'm going to tell you right now, I think that, you know, after losing, if Oregon and Washington leave as well, if they pull that trigger, mm-hmm. then I'm telling you right now, the, the four corner schools will be in the Big 12, and the Pac-12 the PAC is going to fold.
1: I, I, I can agree with you on that. I can't disagree yeah. on nothing you said. I can I totally agree with you on
0: that. Now, here's the deal with the Pac-12 and the TV deal. If they're going to make a move, they've got to go get San Diego State. Right about that. Right I'm about telling that. you. They have to go get San Diego State, and they have to find one more out there to bring to the table.
1: Yeah, you right about that. You're right about that.
0: that. That will attract some TV deals and money. San Diego State has got the basketball. they got a decent football program. It's not, you know, top college football playoff worthy top program, but they have a decent football program, and they were in the final game of the basketball championship this past year, and have had a great basketball team for the last 10, 15 years. Um, So, they are one that the Pac-12 absolutely has to go after. I can agree with you on that. They have to. You have to replace, if they're going to survive and they're going to get a deal, That you have to replace some of what you are losing with usc and ucla that's just plain and simple the pac-12 has been sitting idle for way too long knowing this information they've had a year almost now and they've done nothing and i'm telling you right now if they don't make some swift moves you're going to begin to see the end of the pac-12 yeah
1: you're right about that. You're right about that.
0: All right. So, along with that, today there was a whole big uproar in the ACC between the executives and and, and stuff of the schools, um, counselors and stuff of the schools and the leagues, um, and. I think it's a game they're trying to hopefully open the door to renegotiate their tv deal that they just signed about 18 months ago i think um and it's set in stone till like 2036 or something it's like forever away from now and uh it's their revenue is nowhere near what that $100 million that I was saying that the SEC and the Big Ten is going to get. Ooh. So the ACC is playing some chess and, and trying to get um, the negotiations back to the table. Let's just say that. <laughs> They're having their oh, meetings. Wow. They're having their meetings and the league directors are down there and they're, they're throwing dirt on each other. It's, it's comical actually. Um, NC state and North Carolina are teaming up against Duke. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of wild and crazy what's going on down there. It totally looks like um, that. they're they're wanting to make it look like that they might fall apart i'm pretty sure that's what they're wanting to do i think it's just a chess match and a game to try to get um the tv people back to the table man oh what you think i mean that's what i think so i just find it funny that these leagues are 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 doing this kind of stuff um and the ACC, especially when they just like they signed their stuff six months before all this stuff started going, breaking out for 2024, and I mean, you know, it is what it is sometimes. And I'm pretty sure they signed, and they they're, they're going to get somewhere around 50 million, I think, for their teams. Um, but when you're looking at the others and everybody, you know, in the other two leagues, the big leagues are getting 100 million, it's a pretty big gap. But well, here's the deal they're locked in that deal through 2036.
1: Man. <laughs> that, well, that's about what 50 60 million dollar discrepancy. Yeah, um, man. I mean, but you gotta understand the SEC is the best. The SEC is the best uh, conference in the country. And so, you know, it's going to be hard to compete with the SEC. Now that Texas and Oklahoma's on the way, it's going to be hard,
0: man. And then you got USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. And, and I mean, these markets are just going to be huge for yeah. the Big Ten and the SEC schools. Yeah. and. You know, I thought maybe the the Big Twelve would be one of the um, conferences that would struggle and and might eventually fold, but they've done a nice job. The Big 12's done a nice job bringing in some teams. They did. They
1: did.
0: They did. Um, and and they made some moves and have brought in some teams and they look like now they will survive and not only will they survive, if something happens to the Pac-12 or the ACC, the Big 12 is going to be there to get some of them. So the Big 12 is going to survive. And and when and when it was announced that Texas and Oklahoma was leaving the Big Twelve, I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought, damn, that might be the end for them. Well, the, for Big the Big 12, Twelve, who did the Big Twelve add? Who who, who are they in? Well, they added Houston, yeah. Cincinnati, BYU, yeah. Yeah. and who's the other one? There's four. Well
1: them knowing that they uh were going to lose those two big top dogs they had to make sure they they had to make sure they go out and get who they need to get
0: yeah but what i'm saying the pack 12 has known for a year and they've done nothing
1: well like you said they might be ready to dissolve i mean you know <laughs> that's my
0: difference the big 12 they jumped on it and said okay man we gotta we you know we gotta make some moves here to survive and the Big Twelve, I believe, is going to survive.
1: It is. The Pac-12,
0: however, is in is in possibly shambles. in shambles.
1: It's in shambles. You're right about that. Yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, it really is. And that's the that's United. that's one of the big differences. And I kind of wanted to bring those two things up while we're doing hot topics tonight. Um, You know, you've got what's coming in 2024 with the Big Ten and the SEC, and it is reshaping the college world. And I don't want to say just football because it's going to affect everything.
1: Hey, it's going to reshape
0: everything,
1: man. TV deals. Yeah, I mean, it's – Yeah, that that, that
0: says a lot. Yeah, it's going to reshape everything, so – all right, we're going to take just a little bit of a break here. I'm going to talk about and bring up our our friend Howie Fresh with the Fanboys. He has his own channel, the Real Fresh channel, and he has a little commercial here. We are featured on his channel on Sunday evenings when we do Sunday shows. We have missed several lately. Last Sunday was Mother's Day. Uh, you know, there was a Easter Sunday there, and, you know, there's some things that's been going on. So we haven't done as many um, Sunday shows <coughs> recently. But we are featured on his channel, The Real Fresh, and I'm going to give uh, Hal to speak here. Hey, I am Hal Fresh here to tell you about The Real Fresh channel. That's right, youtube.com slash The Real Fresh channel. We are a network aiming to bring you various content each and every day. Different types of podcasts, different type of content. Uh, Anything from college sportcast uh, and fresh takes for some sports. We also got you want to do what? We got the wrestling corner. We got live stream. Just go over to youtube.com slash the real fresh channel and hit us up today. Thank you for uh, checking it out. Appreciate your time. Real fresh. All right, guys, that was Howie Fresh at the Real Fresh channel. Like I said, he's a friend of ours, part of the fanboys. And check him out. He has all kinds of different shows there that you can watch. Then I'm going to bring up our own official merch page. Got it coming up there. Again, this our code that you can scan. Let me get Howie's stuff off the screen so you can actually see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. <coughs> um, but uh, so <laughs> it was up. It was just behind that other stuff. So you <laughs> all right. So this is our official um, sport college sports cast merch shop and you can scan this QR code right here, and we have about eight or 10 different shirts and a couple of coffee mugs. We would appreciate it if you guys would log on, check that out. When you go to the checkout, since you are watching our show, put in watch CSCast as a 15% discount code for watching our show. I only put that out when we are doing a, a show, so you have to either watch the show to get that code or you have to watch a replay of our show to get that code. I do not post that code anywhere. Again, that code is Cast for a 15% promo code at our own official merch shop at College SportsCast. Scan that QR code to take you right to our shop. We got a baseball shirt. We've got a couple of football shirts. We got basketball. We've got softball, volleyball, soccer. Just about every college sport um, is on there. So check it out and uh, hit us up. We'd appreciate it, man. I'm going to leave that one up for a little while like I did the true victory one. And uh, we'll kind of go on about the show as you guys uh, check that out. All right. So I want to get to a couple of uh, basketball topics. And since I got the old Miss guy here with me, I'm going to bring up Chris Beard. So... Chris Beard is bringing in Twin Towers. It looks like.
1: It looks like it doesn't. It,
0: it does. It looks like he's bringing in some Twin Towers. He's trying to. He, he's trying to take the old Joe B. Hall um, approach to college <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. 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 Exactly. I'm just saying it's been done before And old Chris Beard Is pulling some tricks out of his hat Um, You know Hey he's doing a great job No kidding Um, He uh, He got the 7-5 Transfer from West Right here at Western Kentucky Sharp um, a few weeks Back and then this week um, He 7-foot 1 And I, again I'm terrible with names, so I'll let you butcher this name. He's a he's gonna be an old miss guy. <laughs> what's his name?
1: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna attempt to butcher. I'm not gonna attempt to butcher. <laughs> I know he got the kid from Western Kentucky. The kid from Western Kentucky. His
0: name's right. Sharp. I can say that.
1: <laughs> and, 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 yeah, so hey, hey, one of those deals. One of those deals. Uh what's the kid's name? uh
0: Moises mm, um, cs yes. i i don't know leave <laughs> it leave it i i don't know how he, how he pronounces his last name i have no idea but anyways that's not all he's brought in he's actually brought in four quality transfers chris beard has um yeah. he's brought in he's brought in three freshman um and one of those i know is a four-star kid at least out of the out of the freshman so i know he's got at least one four-star kid coming in as a freshman um so i mean he is changing the roster doing it quick just like we talk about in football he's over half the roster is going to be new already um and I don't know how many people, how many seniors Ole Miss had. I know that five have transferred out.
1: Yeah, they have. They have. <clears throat>
0: they have they've had five transfer out, <clears throat> four transfer in, and all four of those are quality, good players. And then he's got three freshmen lined up coming in <clears throat> that, that he has put together. Um, and like I said, one of those is a four-star kid. And I just wanted to give you a chance to kind of talk about Ole Miss for a minute, man, since I got well, you.
1: Well, the, the um, <clears throat> one kid I can't talk about, uh, Rashard Marshall, he played uh, with me the last the – first session and the last session in, in Cali. Uh, he uh, probably is a guy who if he stays healthy and focused – you should be hearing his name being called 6'8 kid out of Blymouth, Arkansas, uh, who has an extreme high upside. And he would be playing the four for them because, like you said, he's brought in Twin Towers. And this guy, when I tell you about Rashard Marshall, Rashard Marshall is a kid that uh, small town who, who did not want to travel – And do anything. That's the only reason why he was a top hundred kid. This is really a top thirty kid. He's a throwback. You know, Kansas offered him, and Kansas is not just throwing offers out. Right. He's a throwback kid that does not want to go far from home. Old Miss is about two hours from Blythe. That's why he chose Old Miss. He wanted to go to Old Miss. OK, and to talk about Chris Beard, Chris Beard, West Flanagan, West Flanagan is like a big brother to me. I played for his dad in high school, so I'm real good with that family. And Chris Beard, West Flanagan, along with others, came in and in one year had 11 transfers at UALR. And that's when Chris Beard went from UALR to UNLV to Texas Tech. That's exactly what that is. So I've seen this before. And I do know that Chris Beard is willing to make sure he he does not rest until he gets that thing turned around. I believe in Chris Beard. It was unfortunate uh, the situation happened in Texas, but who am I to judge? You know, we're not Judge Euro or God. So everybody's entitled to have a comeback story, and I was happy that he got a chance to come back. Uh, but his staff—he's put together. He's put together an incredible staff. And uh, all they doing right now is work. And uh, they're
0: put they're putting together, you know. Um, <clears throat> he, he's putting together a really good team down there at Ole Miss, and Chris Beard yeah. is a great coach. Now, he is, he is, yes, yes, you know he had he had a, his problem there at Texas, and uh, mm-hmm. it cost him. You know, mm-hmm. he he, okay. he did he did pay a price for it, and. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's trying to bounce back and rebound. That's what we all want to. That's what we all want to do in life is bounce back and rebound oh, from from whatever. So, I have no. <clears throat> excuse me. I have no issue with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so you know, I just want to – So uh, c- it's C I S S E. I just don't know how you. C- is I don't know if it's cis. oh
1: sis. Uh, His uh, the, kid, the kid from Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah.
0: So he Moussa. he was a five-star Moussa. kid in the 2020 yeah. class, yeah. and he actually went to Memphis. You're talking from, and about Moose. You're, talk, you're talking about Moose. Okay. And, and yeah, yeah. And, he played, and he played for uh Penny at Memphis for a year, Damn. and then he Oklahoma transferred State. to Oklahoma State, and now he's transferred to Ole Miss. And I think
1: they're a team – uh 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 waivers too as well and so hopefully so they, that's they, the kid that. I'm talking about he
0: was a five star kid you put him with sharp and you put him with the car, the kid that you were talking about yeah. um the six yeah. eight guy you know that you were just talking about mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I'm telling you right now Moise, Moisa
1: Cisa, it's Moisa Yes, Yes, CSA yeah, All right, like, this is I'm really terrible
0: weird. trying to pronounce names, by the way, most, and I've been saying
1: season, yeah. mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. saying
0: that ever since yeah. Jason's been on yeah. the show, so he'll tell you. That. <laughs> exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, so I'm gonna add in real quick. Watch CS Cast, fifteen percent discount code on our official merch page right there if you scan. So while I still have it up, I I, I wanted to do that. Um, We're also going to go here real quick. I'm going to pull up Rick Pajon's. He's making a little noise now as far as getting a few players. um, You know, he lost the entire team when he got hired on. So, But I want to ask you this. So Mike Anderson filed a $46 million lawsuit against St. John's this week. Is that going to affect things at all at St. John's? You think for Rick Patino? I don't, I don't, 30, 30 some million of that he is claiming that they used to hire Patino.
1: Well, I mean, it's going to be kind of hard to,
0: to lure Patino.
1: I, I, I believe that, yeah, I think Coach Anderson got a raw deal. Um, did St. John's probably use that to their advantage. They probably did. They probably did. Well, so, you know, so St.
0: John's said they fired him for cause and trying to get out of panic.
1: But what caused them? See, that's the thing. What caused? So, if you I, and up, that's the dead, reason dead, why dead, he is su- get, he's suing
0: dead, them for 46 million yeah.
1: dollars. <laughs> I, I don't believe it was a cause <laughs> enough for him to be fired, but <clears throat> it
0: just but fired without pay is yeah, a different story yeah,
1: just fire the man just fire the man and pay him. if, um, if you're going to yeah. do that don't just try and because you think about it, coach anderson has been around for 30 plus years he understands yeah. contracts in the game so you have to make sure that you know he he's not just a young coach that who, who just got a job he, he's had a job for decades and if you, if you want to get rid of him, you got to get rid of him the right way. You pay him to go home and to be quiet. You don't want this cloud over you, Saint John. Rick Pitino already was a risky hire. We all know that. You know Rick Pitino. You know, <clears throat> hey, yeah. you, you know Rick Pitino from the Kentucky days. You see what I'm saying? So,
0: know, yeah. I've known yeah. Ricky P for yeah. a long time. So you, yeah. you
1: you have to make sure that you go about it in the right way uh is it and what you asked would it be a cloud no it's already a cloud it's already been a cloud you know ever since they hired Mike Anderson Mike Anderson to me was not a Saint John's type of coach you see what I'm saying because he's more running gun athletic and when you're playing the in the conversation John plays then you have to be more methodical you have size. You have good guard play. Yeah,
0: I'm going to tell you this. Patino has got his work cut out for him because the Big East is going to be a monster.
1: He does. He does. But I think a lot of the Big East uh, 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 mantra are, are leaving. Yukon. You had uh, uh, Creighton, who was right there. They had a lot of kids to leave.
0: Uh, they did yeah, – Creighton yeah. has lost a couple of players transfer that's going to hurt them. Yeah, the
1: point guard, Trey Alexander. Uh, hey, watch me do a little plug. Hint, hint, I talked to a scout today about Trey Alexander today, who's at the NBA Draft Combine. I had a scout call me and talk about two, yeah. or two of my former players and ask certain questions. And so Trey Alexander uh, is one of those guys. Uh, uh, yeah, so Creighton, I know, they, they might end up taking a hit. Uh, but uh, I think uh, Marquette might be still in it or uh, Pittsburgh. But like I said, Rick Pitino, no, he's coming into a, he's coming into a, a, a field battle, but I, I think he's the right man for the job to try to get the right players in them. because at the end of the day, Rick Pitino is still a hell of a coach and he still has hell of a context. And in this day and age, kids want to know what can uh, you do. As bad doing.
0: as I hate to say it, and you yeah. know I do, yeah, he'll get the job done.
1: He'll get the job done. The
0: team. I promise you he will. He will. Exactly. He'll have them back right there at the very least. He'll have them there. Yeah. I guarantee it. <clears throat> yeah. And like I said, as bad as I hate to say it, because I just – there's some things that I just can't I, – I mean – Jason, when, you know, there's some things that when you are dealing with kids and by kids, I mean, 17, 18, 19, young adults, young adults, adults, there, there are things as, I mean, I'm old enough to be the parent, you know what I mean? And there are things that you just, to me, you just don't do, you can't have in your program, you can't, um, and, and Patino allowed stuff to happen. He was doing stuff himself. Um yeah. I mean, I just there's just things I don't believe that some of the things that he done with kids, I you know, I just don't think that he's the right kind of fit for a program. But that's that's just me. That's that's my take. As far as his skill as a basketball coach, he like I said, the job done. He's
1: gonna get the job
0: done, like you said. I promise you, he, he will get the damn job done. I promise. He's a he's a hell of a coach. He <laughs> is all right. I want to get to something and I want to see what you gotta say about this. Oh I'm gonna I'm gonna say a guy's name, you're not even gonna know who this is at all. Seth Towns. Okay, you're not gonna have any idea who this is, okay. Seth Towns put his name into the NCAA transfer portal on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a former Ivy League player of the year who last played in any college ball in the 2020 2021 season okay wow. did you hear what I just said the yeah, 20 right. yeah. the last year he played any college ball was in the 2020 2021 season and this kid put his name oh wait a second I said kid. I'm going to get to that in a minute.
1: Young young man.
0: All right. All right. So this guy put his name into the transfer portal and applied for an eighth year of college basketball (sighs) and has not even played since the 2020-2021 season. And he'll be twenty-six years old before next season starts. Yeah, what kind of world are we living in, Jason?
1: you, you, hey, you know what I'm about to say. We live in a world that <laughs> young men what do not want to grow up. They want to <laughs> play. They want to play in college. As long as they can, as long as they can, man. So, kind of like what Barkley said, but I remember Charles Barkley said people in the G League who played for a lot of years just don't want to go get a regular job. So, in
0: 2020, 2021, he transferred to Ohio State Buckeyes, played in 25 games, scored 3.8 points a game, and had a back injury, and has not played ball since.
1: (sighs) That's tough. That's tough, man. That's tough.
0: Two and a half years ago, and now he's putting his name in the portal and applying for an eighth year of college basketball.
1: Eighth year? Eighth
0: Eighth year.
1: That's tough, man. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> I don't know, man. Eight years. You got sometimes they say you have four. Now you have five to play yeah. four. You see what I'm yeah. saying? You used to have
0: five, five to play four. Then they added the COVID year. So you got you five. Got you, got, you got you got you get you can play five for six. You, six, you know, you, you got, six, got
1: six, six. six. Six six to play four. Six. Then, now you can play four and have a grad transfer year. So you got you can play five years. Yeah. But and
0: then it, and then they're adding all this stuff and applying for years. I mean, come on. At what point do we say, grow I'm sorry, dude. Up. Grow too up.
1: Old? It's time for you to get in the real world.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I saw this story and I thought, what in the hell? I got to bring this up.
1: You're right about that, man. That's that's different man that that's different man hey i like you said i didn't know who in the hell that was
0: (laughs) but now i do know (laughs) so he played at harvard i believe he began his career in 2016 at harvard He'll be 26 years old at the start of next season and has not played since 2020-2021. And like I said, that was for the Ohio State Buckeyes.
1: Man, Man, that's – that's something else right
0: there. It's, It's unbelievable. Like, it's just an unbelievable story. And, me and you have talked about these multiple years things. we talked about it. We talked we, we've about talked it. about it, right? We've had some discussions. We've had some debates about it. And I seen it and I thought, man, it'd be the perfect time to bring this up with Jason.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, I can't even argue. I can't even argue with that. Man, it's, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow
0: up. Yeah, I mean, good grief, y'all surely to goodness the ncaa will look at that and tell the kid i'm sorry but you're done
1: man yeah it's 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 time to grow up time to go home
0: surely let's please hope that that's what happens with seth towns all right yeah that's all i'm saying (laughs) y'all I had like I said, I had that on there and I had to bring that because you had to. You had to well, be. we've been about, we've been it. talking about stuff like that yeah. and had a yeah. few debates yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With yeah. the multiple yeah. years and more, and you know. Yeah. And then yeah. I saw this story yeah. with this kid, and I was like, Okay, that's that is one crazy story right there.
1: Man, hilarious. That is hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> That
0: is hilarious, man. Seth Towns, man, you got to go on with life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> gotta, 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 gotta cook the, you got to cook the grow up button. You know how to cook the easy button? Grow up.
0: Yeah, man. I'm sorry yeah, to tell you, to but you've got to go on with life, man. I'm telling you. I mean, Seriously. All right, so we're gonna end up the show talking a little bit about baseball. The uh, the final regular season weekend is coming up. Look at the shirt, Look at the shirt I got on.
1: Yeah. I got on baseball nike shirt.
0: Right. The no final the the final weekend's coming up um, for um, college baseball. And then we will get to the conference tournaments weekend. And then, of course, we will begin regional rounds to make the College World Series. Um, Wake Forest is the new number one team this this past week. LSU, who had been number one all season long, is probably not the team that everybody thought they would be. To be quite honest with you, is so that LSU? Yeah, I mean, they have the number one pitcher, Paul Skeens. I brought him up earlier when I mentioned uh, True Victory. He is a brand ambassador there. Check them out. Again, to Fanboy's uh, promo code, 15% off um, for the True Victory. And Paul Skeens is a uh, ambassador there as well. So check out his collection. But um, I, I think LSU is vulnerable. So just the other day, Mississippi State, who is one of the last two teams in the SEC, was down thirteen to four to LSU, and they come back and won 14 to 13 just the other day. They've been giving up a whole lot of runs, eight ten runs in a lot of games. So Arkansas Won a series against South Carolina last weekend, which is a big, big one before the SEC tournament. Um, They actually hold the top spot in the SEC West right now. Arkansas does going into the last weekend of the regular season. So that was a big win, uh, series win against South Carolina. Key games to watch this weekend is going to be – Florida at Kentucky actually is going to be a key game to watch this weekend. uh, Kentucky dropped two to Tennessee, lost the series over the weekend. But this weekend before that, they had swept South Carolina. uh, And South Carolina was the number three team in the the country before they played Kentucky two weekends ago. Um, So, you know – Florida is a top-ranked team. Uh, They were in the top ten. I would have to look it up. I don't have that page pulled up right now. But I did want to say that uh, a key game to watch this coming weekend, I believe, is going to be Florida at Kentucky. Um, They play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All games, SEC games, will be Thursday, Friday, Saturday this weekend instead of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. (coughs) But the Gators are slimly holding on to first place in the SEC East right now. And Kentucky could possibly lock up a shot at hosting a region if they can win the series against Florida. And they have the pitching to possibly do that But Florida has some darn good Hitting so we'll see I think it's an interesting series to Watch this weekend so I wanted to Bring that one up <coughs> The <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me The, the <coughs> uh, Rankings D1 baseball Wake Forest is number one Arkansas is number two Stanford is number three and Florida is number four. I said talking about the Florida Kentucky series. Florida is 40 and 12 and Kentucky is 35 and 15. So it ought to be a really good series. LSU has dropped to fifth, who is number one basically all season long. Um, They are 39 and 12. All of their losses, I believe have been in the SEC. <clears throat> um, West Virginia is six. Clemson has moved up to number seven. There's a shout-out to Fanboys guys. Clemson is now number seven. Coastal Carolina is number eight. Yukon is number nine, 38 and 12. And Oregon State is number 10, 36 and 15. Um Other SEC teams, Vanderbilt is 12. South Carolina has fell to 13. Tennessee is 18. Kentucky is 19. And that is your other um, top 25 teams in the SEC this coming weekend. Try to get to these real quick. Top games. LSU plays Georgia. Georgia is barely a 500 team. It ought to be a a, a series that LSU would sweep. Clemson plays North Carolina, um, who I just said Clemson is up to number seven in the country. Florida and Kentucky that I talked about. Arkansas and Vandy play each other at Vandy. Duke and Miami play each other that are ranked. Tennessee and South Carolina play each other at South Carolina. I think that's going to be a very important series as well in the SEC race because South Carolina was right up there. They were ranked three two weeks ago. And then they got swept by Kentucky and lost the series to Arkansas. So they are 1-5 in five in their last six games. Um, outside of that, they were right there to lead the SEC East. But, um, you know, with Tennessee coming, you know, they're ranked right there as well. So Tennessee could overtake them in that series, I think. So that, that's an important series. Texas A&M plays Mississippi State. Missouri plays Auburn. Ole Miss plays Alabama.
1: Wind it down. I think. Down. I, think
0: down. I think that is the um, seven series in the SEC, uh, and then we will get the SEC tournament that will begin the following Tuesday. Actually, a week from today. Um, the 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 opening game. Play in game, basically Um, playing games. There'll be two of them will be a week from today, next Tuesday night. So then you get the regional tournaments after the um, next weekend, which will be the conference tournaments. And then you'll get the regional tournaments set up. um, And before you know it, we'll be headed to the College World Series.
1: About that time, let's wind it down, let's wind it down.
0: It is. <clears throat> Always a Memorial Day weekend is the conference uh, championships for college baseball, mm-hmm. and they end up um, crowning their <clears throat> College World Series champion right before the 4th of July, mm-hmm. usually like the weekend before, the Monday before, or something like that of the 4th, right at, right at the end of June, usually. I believe is when they crown the champion for baseball most of the time. So <clears throat> all right, guys. We have kind of went through our show and our topics for tonight. And I do still have our college sports cast swag up on the <clears throat> on the screen. So scan that kit, that code. Do a watch CS cast at checkout for a 15% discount check that out for us we would appreciate that I do have some news that I want to share so today I was hired as a sports writer for stadium rent so I want to I want to put that out and put that up so uh look for me to be writing articles for Stadium Rat and uh, I'm excited about that I'm going to be doing everything basically I'm going to be doing is going to be or most everything is going to be college sports related of course um, tied with college sports cast Uh, but I'm going to be doing some stuff with a little Kentucky flavor because (laughs) I am a Kentucky fan and it's what it's what i know a whole lot so um i just want to put that out there um that i was hired today as a sports writer for stadium rent and i'm excited about that opportunity
1: man that's great that's uh, that's great that's great that's great news we can always use great news at all times
0: yeah man it's it, it was I, it was I was pretty excited about it so I got that up on there for you at, at the bottom at the ticker yeah, um, yeah. and uh, look for me to be writing articles for stadium rent um, also want to put up real quick that we are still on WSBN TV channel 30 mm-hmm. download boxcast app and you can find us on Apple TV Roku fire fire Amazon fire TV um, So download that. We do our shows on Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 o'clock Central Time. And on Sundays at 3 o'clock Central Time. We will not be doing a show this Sunday. And the reason why I'm not doing one this Sunday is because I'm actually covering Prep Red Zone, um, a recruiting camp in Tennessee on Sunday. I will be in Murfreesboro, Tennessee for covering a Prep Red Zone recruiting camp, football, and uh, this is going to be from kids all the way from the class of 2024 i believe all the way to 2028. so uh, uh, i'm going to get a chance to go to murfreesboro and check out a whole bunch of kids who are trying to get exposure and get known and uh, it's going to be a fun weekend on sunday so i will not be doing a show this sunday but that is the reason why Um, I will be working, and and it will be sports-related. So we'll come back and do something next Tuesday um, instead of doing it Sunday. I do have a show for you on Thursday lined up. I have a special guest from the Fanboys, Nathan Erbach. He does a Golden Homers podcast, and we're going to do a Notre Dame special. Golden Homers is a Notre Dame podcast. Check them out. He's very knowledgeable. He knows anything and everything to do with Notre Dame, and we're going to run through a whole list of recruits and football news and the new basketball coach and basketball news, probably throw in some baseball stuff because he's also a baseball as well. So check that out with us on Thursday night. At 8 p.m., we're going to be doing a special Notre Dame show. I think everybody, college football and stuff, will, will like to have a uh, a Notre Dame show from College Sportscast. So that's what we got coming up, guys.
1: I good appreciate deal, you being on. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys a whole lot. Jason,
0: man, I hope you have a good night.
1: <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> thanks for bit being- thanks for bit being-